live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studio. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Thanks for joining us. George Camel, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Angela is with us in Jacksonville, Florida. Hi, Angela. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. How can we help? Yes, sir. About three years ago, my husband and I, we purchased um, a 2019 triple-wide manufactured home. Oh, no. And with, you know, the... Uh, yes. <laughs> and with the, you know, cost of living and everything else rising, we just found out that to replace our same model, it's $120,000 more than we can get insured for. And, you know, we've called around, we've gotten additional quotes that will go up to about 190, but still nothing that would, you know, offset the cost if we had a, you know, a total loss. And we're kind of confused on how we should move forward because we are debt You You are what? We are pretty much debt-free. That's good. Well, um, you're going to have a total loss on this. Over the next 10 years, 15 years, it's going to become worth zero. Mm-hmm. They go down in value. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, you've got a, you've got some, I, I, I would sell it today. So you, while you can get some money out of it before it goes down in value more every year you wait, it's going to go down in value, not up in value. The home you own yes, should sir. go up in value. Mm-hmm. Triple wides, double wides do not go up in value. Yes. The, um, the hardest part about that is we do, I, I am on family land, which is mine. It's deeded to us, and I could sell it, but then we would have somebody we didn't know, you know, right beside us. I do have another acre of land that I could build on, but, you know, that's where we were kind of, you know, we're torn. But financially, we want to make the best decision for us because, like I said, you know, we, we are almost completely debt-free. We only have $12,000 um, vehicle payment, and we'll be completely debt-free. Mm. Yeah. Well, Here's the thing. What what would it sell for today? Probably around three, three fifteen. Three hundred fifteen thousand. That counts the ground. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. What's the dirt right. worth? Um, the dirt is probably worth about. Uh, I'm probably think seventy five. Probably worth what? About seventy five. Seventy five thousand dollars. Okay, so, yes, so you, you think that the trailer itself has a value of 200000 bucks? Yes, sir. Okay, all right. Um, and so here's the thing. Ten years from now, the $200,000 is going to be 20000 or 40000 Agreed? Yes, sir. Okay. That tells me I have to do something. I don't know what it is exactly we're going to do, but I'm not going to ride that. Can- I'm not going to ride the horse till it dies. The horse is sick. Yes, sir. 
And so um, it could be that I sell it without the land under it and move it somewhere, or I buy a little piece of land somewhere, move it to that land, and then sell that package somewhere uh, and get it off mm-hmm. the family land and then build a house on the family land eventually. Um, it, may be, it may be that this process takes a year or two, um, but the insurance problem is just highlighting the asset depreciating, losing values problem. It's 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 telling you you can't do the it's telling you you shouldn't keep it. Right. So, you know, if the family land, uh, who's uh, on the rest of the land? My mother. Your brother. Okay. My mother. Oh, my your mom. mother. I see. Okay. Yes, my mother. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what's your household income? Um, about one hundred and fifteen thousand. Very good. Okay. Well, it might take a little time to execute, but one option would be to buy a piece of property somewhere to move this to, move it there, get the septic in, get it hooked up, have a you know a full property there with land and trailer and sell the whole thing. You're probably going to get a lot more for the trailer if you do that than if you just sell it with no dirt under it. Agreed? Correct. Yes. That would correct. be my guess anyway. I fool with these things mm-hmm. over the years a few times in the real estate business, but I'm not an expert on them. But I'm, I think you can. And, and here's the thing: it's very tempting because you're debt free to just sit there. But we have to say out loud over and over again that you're getting ready to lose a lot of money when you do that over yeah. a decade, over a period of time. And I would rather you make a shift here now that's painful and very, very inconvenient. Um, and you know, end up building you a nice home on there. And even if you took on some a mortgage and you turn and get the mortgage paid off, that kind of thing, but just riding this thing all the way down, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I'm wondering if there's an option where they hang on to the family land, but they go move into a neighborhood and get a normal house that will appreciate in value until you get them. But, but it, it, you can't hang on to the land. You can't leave the trailer there. You got to sell it. Yeah. And if you sell it, you're going to sell the property next door to your mama which is, that's hard to do. I mean, that's very hard to do. That's even more inconvenient than my idea because it's inconvenient family-wise. And it sounds like they would prefer to live there next to her mother, you know, and so forth. So, yeah. um, So I... I I just want to see him build wealth. I'm not going to... It's not a panic. But two years from now, I'm not going to be sitting in the same exact place watching this thing go down in value. Because your net worth is going the wrong direction, and um, and and just because you don't want to face the inconvenience of of somehow getting rid of this trailer, yeah, uh, and, and it is going to be very, it's going to be a pain in the butt. And paid for real estate is a big part of the building wealth. Yeah, and keeping but not it. paid for trailers. No, because that's backsliding. Yeah, it's, it's just tough. a large car. Financially, it's a large car you sleep in. Yeah. I mean, they go down in value. It's that simple. Well, there's a reason the insurance company's not messing with exactly. it. Exactly. Mm. They, they, they're not going to cover it. Jacob is in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Hey, Jacob, how are you? Hey, doing pretty good. Um, my question is, me and my wife, we're having our first child, and I want to start a new business. We both agreed on an action plan, but uh, I kind of wanted to go over the particulars with you and find out you know, if I might be missing something. Okay, cool. Tell you what, we are heading into a commercial break. It sounds like a really important question. I'd like to get the details and give you a proper answer instead of trying to do it in 24 seconds. And so if you'll hang with me, we'll come back to you, Jacob, and uh, George and I will 
walk through this with you, my brother. This is the Dave Ramsey, or the Ramsey Show. Where did that come from? gone through Financial Peace University, chances are it's because someone in your life lit a fire under you. Mom and dad gave it to you. Your pastor offered it at your church. A friend wouldn't stop talking about it. So you finally took the class. Then when you start working the baby steps, they worked and everything's different. You changed your entire future. Well, now you can light a fire under someone else. Uh, You can give someone you care about, Financial Peace University, and share the same hope you've discovered with money. And with Christmas coming, this is the perfect time to do it. And when you give FPU as a gift, they get more and more and more. Uh, it's, it's more than just the course. You're going to get the premium version of every dollar. You're going to get a group call with our coaching team. Uh, all of this. This Christmas, give the people that you care about a gift that actually matters. It's called hope. It's freedom. Buy Financial Peace University as a gift. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash Give FPU, G-I-V-E-F-P-U. Jacob is with us in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Hi, Jacob. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hello, hello. We were talking about you guys, and you're thinking about starting a business uh, while you got a baby on the way. So what do you do for a living now? Uh, right now I'm in pest control. Okay. What do you make? I make thirty five thousand five hundred a year. Okay. And does your wife work outside the home? Yes, she's a teacher. And what does she make? She makes fifty one thousand nine hundred. Okay. And uh, what kind of business are you thinking of starting? A pest control business. Okay. Which would put you in direct competition with your current employer, so you cannot do it while you're currently working for them, right? Right. Yes, sir. How old are you? I'm 36. How long have you been doing pest control? For four years. Hmm. When's the baby due? In seven months. But, uh, so, just a little bit of what's been going on, what we're looking at numbers-wise. Um, you know, we only owe on the house, and uh, we've got $7,900 in the bank right now. And with our bills and everything, by the, I've, you know, ran the numbers for seven months, um, I'm thinking we could have anywhere from thirty to 31500 set aside. So that's kind of 
the reason I was feeling set aside a when. Um, by the time the baby gets here. So when are you talking about starting the business? Well, uh, probably like uh, you know within the next year, within the next twelve months. Okay, so like five or six months after baby comes. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, that makes more sense than now. Right. I uh, wouldn't do it now. Um, okay, I, I, I love the idea of people being in business for themselves that want to be. I, I mm-hmm. believe in small business. I believe in self-employment. I love the idea. I like your hustle. I like your, I like your mentality. Um, what we normally would tell people to do, you don't have this option, is to start your business as a side gig and grow it until it gets almost as big as your main gig, and then when you walk out the door, you don't feel it. But what you're yeah. doing is you're just jumping out of the airplane and sure hoping the shoot shoot deploys. I see. You know, you got you're going from uh, thirty five thousand to zero, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You because you really can't with good ethics work on getting customers while you're working for somebody in the same business, right? Right. Have you looked into the startup costs of a pest control business? Uh, yeah, yeah, I have. What is it? What does the cost look like? Well, I mean, it's really not. I mean, it's not very expensive. It's under ten thousand dollars because all you need is equipment and, um, you know, the licensing and things like that. And you'll need money for marketing, a website. You're going to hire people. Uh, no, like at first I would work by myself. Um, where are you going to get your customers? Marketing. So I was thinking either, um, like a Google search business, um, profile or, um, you know, radio advertising. Which will cost you money. So that's another thing to factor into the equation. Uh, there's pest control companies that have been around a lot longer with more money, with more marketing, with more Google history that will show up way before you do. And so I would have a, a really strong plan of attack that doesn't involve trying to sink a whole bunch of money into marketing up front. Right. Yeah. Well, also, too, I mean, I'd be hitting the pavement, you know. Um, door to door? Going to, going to businesses. Yeah. Going to, you know, hitting neighborhoods and kind of making sales that way too okay why would i use you versus abc that's been open for 10 years um because i have the experience and i'm going to show the dedication that abc wouldn't show because they're they're just hiring somebody that's working for minimum wage that's just going to go in and spray real quick not even do an inspection i'm going to come in and do an inspection every single time Okay. What what I just asked you is called your brand differentiator. How is your brand different from your competitors? And you gave a really good answer, by the way. So you need to get that you need to get that narrative down because that's why that's what people are going to be asking themselves is um, okay. you know why are you different? Why would I care? I've got someone that sprays my building now. Why would I change? Right. I mean, you're going to find a few places that have zero pest control, but not many. Most of them, you're going to be asking them to change companies, not start right. from zero, which is good news because they're already spending the money. 
Uh, they're used to spend the money. You're not trying to get them to spend more money than they're spending now, but you are getting them to change, and change people don't do unless they've got a reason, right? Mm-hmm. So, yes. Yeah, I, I think you need a big uh, war chest here, and uh, I'm going to send you a copy of our book, Entree Leadership, which is how we run business here. We've got a whole brand called Entree Leadership Works with Small Businesses. We work with a lot of pest control people around the nation. As a matter of fact, uh, they come to our Entree Leadership Conferences. I've met a bunch of them over the years. And so it is a good business to be in. It's a good service you provide. There's a lot of different ways to do it. Um, uh, And a lot of things you can do that uh, brand differentiate. I endorse one in one city that uses all natural Oh, yeah. Chemicals. I uh, hung out with one at, in San Antonio. Yeah, Long-time San Antonio. advertiser. Yeah. Been, been with me for 15-plus years. We've yeah. been endorsing them there. So uh, it's, it's a great, great idea. Great brand differentiator. You know, all natural chemicals. But I, I do my homework and go, what are all the competitors in the area? What are they doing? How are they marketing themselves? How can I stand out in the crowd? What's the pricing structures look like? All of that. You really, really, really need to do your detail. The good news is you got a year to get all that ready before you have to make the jump. The, the scariest part of the whole thing, Jacob, is you're going to go from, you know, making money to zero day one because you really can't go lay a foundation under the business in terms of customers or income with integrity while you're working for your, yeah. you know, getting ready to turn your future thing into a competitor. It may be wise to jump into a different kind of sales role where you could start this pest control business on the side take while a, having a Take a, a different foundation. job. Exactly. Work in a completely different field. That would give me year. some financial peace if I had a new. You know baby. what? If you could do something else, making thirty-five thousand, anything, for one year while you do this, um, and then you're not a competitor, and you could begin to build your pest control business a little bit on the side. That's a great idea, George. That excites me. It just makes me less nervous for him. You know, that's that with a new baby. That's as smart as like Ken Coleman. Good, wow. Good, good in Ken. Good I'm in, getting good, on your level, good buddy. Idea. I'm excited really, for him. Really, really good idea. That's cool. I like that. That's the way you do it, Jacob. Because the, th- the biggest thing that's bothering me about this is the zero, risk. you know, 35 to zero. A lot that's of risk. Thing. They went with a brand new baby. It's a recipe for Sharon stress. would not allow that. It's a recipe for stress. Actually, she would, but yeah. You did it. Yeah, I've done it. Yeah, so there you go. This is The Ramsey Show. Ramsey personality is my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. John and Valerie are with us. Hey guys, how are you? Good. How We're are great, you? Dave. Good to see you. Good to see you. Welcome. Where do y'all live? Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Lancaster. I love it. Love it. Love it. Welcome to Nashville. How much debt have you paid off? Uh, Two hundred twenty-three thousand in just under four years. Good for you. And your range of income during those four years? Um, it started off with about seventy thousand, and that was with two incomes, and then it went to a hundred and twelve thousand on one income. Wow! Woo! Nice jump. What do you do for a living? So I am a stay-at-home mom, mm-hmm. and John is a realtor. Ah, okay. Yeah. And real estate business has been. 
better than the old job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it definitely was. So it's funny, Dave, actually, um, I lost my W-2 job, nine to five job um, in 2000, I almost said 2009. In 2019, February of 2019, we were basically both making 35,000, 40,000 a year there. Um, scrambled to figure out the next thing, got into real estate that summer, um, you know, tried to basically was beans and rice for a few months until I started making money in real yeah. estate mm-hmm. from when I lost my job in February to the next June. I think I made about $15,000 in real estate. So Whoa. it was slim pickings there for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But uh, she, and then finally, you know, we were able to finally, when our daughter was born, our second child, she was able to stay home. She worked yeah. to kind of make ends meet for a while. By then you had gotten it moving. Yeah. That's, that's right. Good. What kind of debt was the 223000 All the stupid. Everything. Um, <laughs> mostly John's. Thank you. Um, but obviously, once we got married, I yep. took it on too. But Look at those um, bus tracks right there. I <laughs> see them. Boom, boom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but credit it cards, was credit student cards, loans. Student loans. Car. Yep. And then the house. The house. You paid off your house? Yes, we sir. Did. All right. Woo! Look at it. We're people. Yes, sir. Yeah. I love it. So what's the house worth? Uh, probably now our house worth about two seventy five, mm-hmm. but we bought it, it was worth uh, we bought it for one sixty five. So we Excellent. owed about one fifty on the time. So actually, um, the man to your right needs a raise. So I actually <laughs> you, John. met George um, last August. I, I have a podcast for realtors, and I was at a conference in Nashville called Podcast Movement. Mm-hmm. Ran into George. He was super kind, like everyone that you employ, super awesome. Uh, talked to me for a little bit. Said, "Oh, I have family in York. I love Lancaster." Um, and he, I said, "Can you record a quick video to send home to my wife?" It was hilarious. He basically said, "We wish you were here instead of him," which is true. Um, she's the better half. And then he kind of said, you know, talked about his and Whitney's journey and said. I think you guys will pay off your house uh, even faster than you think it was. Our goal was kind of by the time I was 35, and uh, we did it. Uh, yeah, so August I met him, and by June it was paid off. So. Wow. Mm-hmm. So the man needs a raise, Dave. I'm just saying. <laughs> I didn't know I had that kind of power, That's John. Right. You did. That's right. So not only. It's amazing. He's a prophet. He I got you life. on board. And sped up this whole process. Mm -hmm. I manifested it. Yeah, and we were on board. So really, like we got involved from through a church, our Mm -hmm. church at the time four years ago. Um, I was not feeling it at first, and then when I wanted to buy a house or buy something, she's like, "Yeah, well, you look at these numbers and tell me how we're going to do that." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was. And we were doing a lot of Dave-ish yeah. at first. And then, Don't do um, Dave-ish, guys. Stop. Yeah. Stop. It took a little bit to get him on board because <laughs> I always grew up with the budget mm-hmm. and everything like that, but he didn't. And so we learned a lot through our five years of marriage. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, so then once he got on, he was like, he got on. Like he was listening to the podcast and everything every day at work and everything. I needed a life, really. Yeah, he did. <laughs> He was a little obsessed. It. Well, congratulations, <laughs> you, you guys. So How old are you now? 30, 34? 33, 34. <laughs> okay. With a paid-for right. house. And so no you did day. make it You did make it before 35, That's and the right. house is paid for. Yes, sir. House and everything. You're officially weird people. Yes, Way sir. to go. Thank you. Congratulations. What do you tell Thank people you. the key to getting out of debt is? I think you need you need someone that's going to encourage and mentor you, and you need to be on the same page. I'll give a shout-out to a buddy, uh, Vincent Puglisi of mine. He runs a mastermind that I'm in. Every week I learn how to grow in my business, grow as a you know person of faith, family, through that mentorship, and really I think being on the same page. Like we, mm-hmm. you know, I think the biggest thing that we've kind of learned is, you know, in, in, in the 
class and we've we've led the class a couple times you know rachel comes on and talks about how oh i'm i'm the spender winston's the saver etc and so i think like having people that are like oh no we don't all like save all our money we want to spend money we want to go to chick-fil-a we want to go to target helps people i mean I, i think like i i needed that you know freedom to spend some money and she was willing to say okay i think at first you wanted spending money to be like fifty dollars a month and i thought like fifty dollars a week or like a day (laughs) so (laughs) So, the balance of it too so wow yeah way to go guys very 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 well done excellent excellent job all right now you're teaching the class what do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is um budget for one mm-hmm. uh, follow it to a t mm-hmm. um which uh, can be very hard but mm-hmm. don't give up mm-hmm. um just keep plugging along if you mess up mm-hmm. then it's okay grace there's, grace yes, yep there's another day and you can just keep going i think the coolest thing too dave is so i, I sell real estate in lancaster right like i meet clients and um they, we've been open and honest about our journey the entire time. Um, I mean, we didn't say we're broken. So, I mean, June of t- 2020, I thought we were going to lose our house. I had barely sold any any real estate. We asked family if we could move in with them. It wasn't a great situation for them at the time. So, and from there, like, we were like, well, then we got to do something about it. Kind of like went like, you know, we're passionate about, you know, getting out of debt, um, figuring this out. We thought we'd have to sell our house. And then literally 24 months later in June of 2022, the house was paid off. Mm -hmm. And so I would just encourage you, I mean, we were living off $40,000 for a while. So I think so many people listen to the show and are are like, oh, those people are rich. No, that's not true. Mm -mm. You just gotta get on the plan. Maybe you do make $40,000. Okay, so what can you cut in your budget? Um, to make it work. And by the way, I love iPhones. You guys don't need a new iPhone every six months. I'll just go ahead and say that. That hurt, but <laughs> that's true. Spoken like a true iPhone. I think you can fill in for us if we're out. Yeah, yeah I love great. this guy. Got the well, podcast down. I remember his passion from when we met at the podcast movement. I'm so proud of you guys to see you here today, less than a year later, having done the hard work. Yeah. And Thank went you. full intensity, not Dave Ish, but all in. Thank it's a game so changer. Mm-hmm. And and I think George, even I mean, people say all the time on the Facebook channel, like how you'll respond to Instagram messages. You'll reserve, I mean, I know you're busy, but I think like even you being willing to do it. I met a great person on your staff, Jeremy, earlier when we were out in the lobby. People on your staff coming down and meeting people. People I mean if you guys like what you see from Dave, what you see from George on the show is like real life. I've met him. Um, and, and I think like, I think that really says a lot about your organization and the people that you hire. I have told her, I apologize to my in-laws, but it'll be when the kids are adults that I want to come work here. When all the babies are grown up, come be part of this, uh, life changing stuff. You guys teach. That's very awesome. cool. Well, we would love to have you. You're, you're our kind of folks, obviously. Way to go, George. <laughs> Thank you. Who knew it happened? Stands you, you're you're incredible. I, you I never think, know who you're going to meet. I Check think we are going to give you a raise. Instead of one beaver pelt, I'm going to give you two. Yes, <laughs> I needed a matching one. This is perfect. <laughs> well, you guys are an inspiration. Call back from an Thank earlier you. hour. Okay. Thank you so well much. Well done, you guys. Very well done. Hey, we've got a copy of Total Money Makeover for you in the Live and Give bundle, along with the uh, the. Uh, million the baby steps millionaires book whatever that book's called <laughs> and the uh, uh financial peace university membership you'll be able to give that to somebody obviously your leading classes you'll find a deserving person that needs that so very Sounds very good. well done we're proud of you guys thank, thank you so you. much great work all right bring the kiddos up let's introduce some names and ages so this is Caden. he's three mm-hmm. and liliana is one and a half all right and he was so excited to meet dave ramsey all and right. george george who oh. george Cam. <laughs> George oh. Camel. George it doesn't the get camel. cuter than that. And Dave I who? I love it. 
Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey. All right. I love it. All right. John and Valerie, Caden and Liliana from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Hey, 223,000. House and everything. Did it in four years, making 70 to 112. Count it down. Let's hear a debt free scream. Three, Three two, two, one. one. We're debt free. <laughs> Way to go. Well done. Well done. Man, what a cool couple. Love this. Who says you need a house payment? Not these guys. Not these guys. 34 years old. Mic drop. This is The Ramsey Show. Scripture of the day, Philippians 2.4, let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Booker T. Washington said the happiest people are those who do the most for others. The most miserable are those who do the least. No question about it. You know who the other happy people are? They're the ones that give. Generous people. It's very difficult to find someone who's outrageously generous who's not also outrageously happy. Mm. There's a correlation there. You ever seen anybody that was depressed that was generous? Not that I, I can think of. Doesn't come to mind. Always got a big smile on their face because it's just a lot of fun. So every year we do an annual giving show. We'll be doing it on December 14th in a couple of weeks. If you have a great giving story or receiving story that would inspire others in this whole area of generosity, we need your help. We need to hear your story. And America needs to hear your story. And the world needs to hear your story on this podcast, this YouTube channel, and this radio show. Not necessarily in that order, but there you go. And uh, so, what do you do? Email us at ask at RamseySolutions.com. The email address is ask at RamseySolutions.com. Put giving in the subject line. Put a little bit about your giving or receiving story and why it's inspiring. Team will get back to you, and we will set you up to be a caller to tell your story on December the 14th on our special annual giving show. Samantha's in Utah. Hi, Samantha. How are you? Great. How are you, Dave? Better than we deserve. What's up? So I'm getting married. Uh, my fiance and I are getting married in three months, and we are trying to combine our finances and households and everything like that. And um, I'm just looking for some advice as to how to do that. Um, I'm in baby step 3B. He is, well, through me, has learned all about your program. Um, he's enrolled in financial University. We're taking Financial Peace University as of January, um, Christmas present. And he um, he has some debt. I obviously care for off and have a savings. Um, our big question is is where to live. His um, uh, his place is um, expiring. The lease is expiring. I'm on a month to month, and we're trying to figure out: Do we buy, especially in this market, or no. Okay. You're in debt. Okay. 
You don't buy until you're out of debt and have your emergency fund in place and your down payment. You knew that. Yeah. You're I not mean, in debt, but we are in debt when the, when we have a we. You're not a we yet, but you'll be a we soon. <laughs> yeah. And um, so one of the questions we have is also um, we make a pretty good income, and it's something that we can clear up pretty quickly. Good. But wondering, yeah, when when is do we live in a 1,200-square-foot apartment, or do we try to maybe rent something a little bit bigger? Well, how many rooms do you need? How many kids do you guys have? Um, I have three. He has he has two that are living at home that come to visit usually on on you know during visit times. Okay. So who, who, who's living in a twelve hundred square foot? I am. With three kids. Yep. Okay, and that's the month to month, and his lease is expiring and will not renew. I, he can renew it. It's just it would be locked in for another year, and um, it's more expensive than mine. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's your take-home pay going to be once you're married? Um, we'll have a combined of about four hundred fifty a year. Whoa, that's good news. Sweet. Yeah. I would go. I would go rent something else for six months. That's nice, and that you guys can get settled into, and begin to get the. Um, the kinks worked out of the com- the combining of the households. You will make a better mm-hmm. house purchase decision after you have lived together a while and been married a while than you will from just being engaged. You'll probably buy a different okay. house. You'll probably buy a different house six months after marriage than you would buy before marriage. It's probably true. Um, we were looking at one, though, and it looks like that to sort of be able to combine everything together we're going to jump from about 1100 a month to about 3000 a month so what you make, mine. A, you make a half a million dollars a year so what yeah but i'm a nerd i know but it's not <laughs> and I'm like, you, you know you're, you're not a nerd so you're, you're a cheap nerd <laughs> <laughs> my kind of people we love you we think you're amazing but yeah you're you're right and the point is though okay i'm not i'm not signing you up for this for 10 years i'm signing you up for six months okay and um, make sure it's a six month deal. Okay. Don't don't sign a three year lease. I mean, because you're, you know, get in there, get settled, get the kids used to the rhythm of the other ones visiting on the weekends, all this kind of stuff, and the, the flow of bedrooms and the the the. Dynamics. There's a lot of uh, family dynamic that you guys are gonna that that is going to affect your house purchase. Mm-hmm. And when you actually are living in it versus just perceiving how you think it's going to be, it is going to be a little different. It has to be. I don't think anyone could look at it from the outside and know. I know I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, just give yourself a little mercy here. But, yeah, I don't think you have to cram into a 1,200-square-footer because it's cheap. And you, but you, with your combined income being so huge, oh, my gosh, y'all I are mean, killing we're, it. We're talking like thirty grand at least a month take-home pay. More. I mean, yeah. that's, so you got plenty of wiggle room there, even paying three grand a month for rent. And, again, it's just a temporary thing. And then, yes, go buy you a house by the end of the year. No question. End of 24 or 23, rather, yeah. not, not, not 22. But, yeah, yeah, that, absolutely. Adele is in Billings, Montana. Hi, Adele. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hello. Thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. Um, a little short on time. My, go straight uh, to your question. Yeah. So my husband and I are 62. We're totally debt-free. We have about one and a half million saved in various like money markets, a brokerage account, you know, with um, Edward Jones. Way to go. And then, yeah. 
And we um, own a home, and it's um, paid off, and we have it's about worth seven hundred. Okay, so my sister has property of mine in California that she they, she and her husband farm, and they want to buy it for five hundred thousand. But we're not sure if we should keep the property just to diversify and have this property that we get about six thousand a year for six to twelve. Or why, why would we you? Take why the would money. you work on a one percent rate of return? I don't know because she's family. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> I, I would not buy a piece of farm property that gave me a one percent rate of return. Well, it's half of your um, net worth, it or it's a third of your net worth. Okay, no, I'm not sure. So this was inherited land that's mine. And oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said to, you were going to buy it. No, she wants to buy it because they're the farmers. Oh, you own it. You own it I for own half it. a million. And yes. Okay. She well, wants to pay me half a million, or should we keep it? That's what we're wondering. Should we hang on to the land for the, just for to the have, revenue it's generating? Because it's only generating six to twelve. It's said. not much. Yeah. It's not much. Why would you? Thought, uh, you know, over okay. Time, well, right quick. What would be the reason you would keep it? I have no idea. I don't know if it's just smart to keep something besides money in the bank. No. You okay. can you can put a half a million dollars in a lot of different things that does better, and that is money in the bank that that, that you can, can get you your hands one on. One thing. The, and the, I'll do I, it. <laughs> I think I I think the the only reason I would keep this property if I were you would be just that it means a lot to me emotionally because it's an old family farm, but it's staying in the family if you sell it to her, right? Right. Right. It is. Five years from now, how much are you going to hate yourself for selling this property? Any at all? None. Sell it. Unless it triples and no, then no, 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 no. I think it. you can buy property that will go up in value faster than that. Okay. I'm not sure it's. I'm not okay. sure it's great investment property. I'm not positive it's not, but I'm not sure it is. I think you can make other real estate investments in Montana, for instance. And that, even investing that, that, that if you would take five hundred into that brokerage account, it could generate way more than six yeah. or twelve a year. I'd bring a half million to Billings and invest it around there in real estate if you want to own some real estate for investment purposes. But if it if you had a half million dollars sitting on the counter and you didn't own this, you wouldn't go buy it. That, that tells that tells it. you not to keep it. That tells you not to keep it right there. That puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.